This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to Business Influencers. Hope everyone's having a great week. We are so excited to see you here each and every week. Again, this show is dedicated to helping you take your business and personal success to the next level through the power of influence. We are committed here at Business Influencers to bring in subject matter experts, sharing their words of wisdom and insights that have not only elevated their personal success and their business to the next level, but also raise their level of influence, creating more impact and change that benefit others in the pe- with the people you serve. So if you have any suggestions as to the types of content that could benefit you and your business, feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. We'd be more than happy to gather some information on what's important to you, get to know you, and see what we can do to bring in certain experts that will align with what's important to you for a future episode. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types, an opportunity to rekindle old relationships and perhaps meet new people for the first time. It takes out all the noise of social media so there's no notifications, and you get to come in on your time sharing authentically in a genuine way to the content that really resonates with you. This is a membership program and you are eligible to receive a wide array of different services that would normally not be available to the standard consumer. Feel free to reach out and find out more about Alumni Direct at alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. I'm so excited because this is always a topic that is very true to my heart. And this is uh, around leadership. It's your leadership legacy. It's up to you. And we have a, a special guest here. We have uh, a, retired, a retired Lieutenant Colonel Oakland McCulloch, and he goes by the name Oak, and he is the author of the 2021 release, Your Leadership Legacy, Becoming the Leader You Were Meant to Be, based on 40 plus years of leadership in the U.S. Army and subsequent civilian positions. Oak highlights principles that will benefit today's leaders and inspire the leaders of tomorrow. Oak is also a well-known speaker who gives presentations on a variety of topics, including leadership, success, military history, college preparation, and a list of many, many others. And without further ado, we welcome Oak McCulloch to the show. Oak, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate you having me on the show. We are so excited to have you here. And, you know, leadership is just a topic that we that we just love here at Business Influencers here in Tal Radio. Can you talk a little bit from your perspective, Oak, you know, what leadership is, especially in the world we are operating in today? Yeah, so I, I'm a firm believer in servant leadership that is, you know, and, and I, when I talk about leadership in my presentation and in the book, I talk about it's not about you, but it's yet it's all about you. And I always get asked, they say, well, Colonel McCullough, how can it not be? How can it be all about me, but not be about me? And I said, well, it's not about you because it's not about the privileges you're going to get or the title you're going to earn or the better pay or any of that. Leaders get those kinds of things sometimes, but that's great. But if that's the reason you want to be the leader, then I, t- I would tell you, go do something else because you're not going to be a good one. It's all about you and how you treat the people who work for you in your organization and how you run your organization because it, it is about selfless service. And if you don't believe that, then I, I, I don't believe that you can be a good leader. Yeah, I, I agree. And Oak, would it be safe to say, because you said it's about you. 
is it like if for instance we can't give what we don't have if we're not if we're not filling up our cup so to speak i'll just use i guess that's an analogy right how can we spill over onto other people in a positive way we're giving from nothing if we don't really so so when you say you it's important that we got to take care of ourselves we have to serve yourself in order to serve others to your example and resourcefulness yeah i i believe that you, you know you got to take care of yourself absolutely both physically mentally spiritually all those kinds of things whatever that means to you but yeah you, you certainly have to do that because if you if you're not taking care of yourself then you can't take care of other people i always just say that you know in the business world when you are leading people you put other people ahead of yourself but you definitely have to take care of yourself yeah. there's no doubt about it i mean you got to get the right amount of sleep because if if you if you can't function you can't take care of, take care of other people absolutely and can you talk i would love to learn a little bit more because you know from the you know from your military background and how you've applied this now that you know you apply this when you talk to businesses and you work with you know educational institutions as well in this whole area talk about the power of servant leadership and the impact that it can create you know not just you know in just one capacity but you know just overall when yeah. we look at our personal lives communities businesses and so forth yeah so i i always use this analogy and, and there's a, a boss of mine that i had who retired a four-star general so he's obviously way smarter than i was um he, he told me one day he said oh that one of the biggest problems that leaders have is they micromanage people and usually that's people who aren't servant leaders that servant leaders don't micromanage people and he said so leadership is on a scale he said on this end you got the micromanaging authoritarian do as i tell you only kind of person that we've all worked for and none of us want to work for because it's horrible and on the other end you got the servant leader who says that it's more like attila the hun and chaos and he said and you want to be as close to chaos as you feel comfortable he said and the reason you want to be on that end of the scale is because that's where creativity happens that's where you have trained people, you trust them. So you give them a job that you need done. You give them the resources, time, people, money, uh, whatever it is they need to get it done. And then you give them the authority to do it. And then you get out of the way and you let them do it. And he said, and you, you will be absolutely amazed. Not only will they give you a product that is exactly what you want. It may not be the way you would have done it, but they'll give you a great product, but they also grow. Now they have that experience that they can pass on to somebody else down the line. Because the evil of micromanaging is this. If I micromanage you, then I have cheated you out of an experience. An experience now you can't pass on to anybody else. So I'm affecting not only you, but everybody that works for you for the rest of the time you work for me. That's the evil of micromanaging. And if you're a servant leader, then you you steer as far away from micromanaging as you can. I, I agree, because to me, micromanaging is doesn't empower. It, 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 it's almost in a way makes you feel like you, you know you're always going to be dependent upon that that right. so-called well, leader that's right and, and most people who micromanaging are, who are micromanagers are that authoritarian type leader who wants you to do only what they tell you to do and that's horrible i mean now now you are only using if you're that type of leader you are only using your knowledge your skills and your abilities you're not using anybody else's in your organization. I don't care how good you are at what you do. There's always somebody who can 
add to what it is that you know. Oh, absolutely. And and, and I, I'm just one of those people that I believe that you gotta you gotta use everybody in your organization. When when I and throughout my career in the army and outside the army, when I get a job, a task, I walk up to the people who are working with me and for me, and I say, okay guys and gals, this is what we got to do. Give me some ideas. And everybody will start throwing some ideas at you. And that what I've figured out is that the guy that, or the gal that you think is going to give you the best ideas sometimes will give you horrible ideas. And the person that you never thought would give you a great idea will give you a great idea. Now, what I tell young leaders is, look, you are under no obligation to use any of what they just threw out there. But what you've done is you've given them an opportunity to say what they believe so now they have buy-in and what generally happens I, that i've figured out is that i'll use a little bit of his ideas and a little bit of her ideas and throw in some of my ideas and we'll have a good idea put it together have a good idea and now they have skin in the game now it's not colonel mccullough's idea or oak mccullough's idea it's our idea and now mm. they they, they want to work extra hard to make sure it works yeah no i love that what would you say, like, you know, again, when you, let's say you come into a situation where, you know, you're starting to, you know, over the years, you've starting to see a shift away from the, you know, that autocratic or bureaucratic style of leadership. And, you know, the big example of that was back, you know, in General Motors, when they went from bureaucracy to more of a servant leadership style. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Mary Barra, who, 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 female who runs that, you know, organization and how she came in and basically helped save Jet Drone Motors technically from going out of business at one point right. after the financial crash. But talk about like for those organizations that maybe have been operating in that, and this could be schools, could be anything that from that authentarian type micromanagement type style and how, what are the first steps they can start to maybe make that shift over time? Yeah, I think first is communication you got to understand that communication is a two-way street that it isn't just you telling people what to do when to do how to do it's listening to them and and look, look we in america especially are horrible listeners <laughs> yes historically we listen so that we know what we want to say instead of listening to learn what it is that somebody else is telling us and we got to get better at that and i think that's the first step is you got to listen to the people who work for you because they have great ideas. You know, I, I use this example. My father's best friend when I was growing up, talking about motor companies, he worked in the Chrysler plant that was 23 miles away from where we lived. And um, he had worked there for 38 years. And he did the same job for 38 years. He, he was in charge of putting fenders on whatever vehicle <laughs> was being built in that plant. So if you were running that plant and you had a problem with fenders, who would you go talk to? I hope you would go talk to the guy who's been doing it for 38 years. Absolutely. He probably knew there was a problem and nobody listened to him. So you got to listen to people. That's number one. And number two is you got to empower people. You got to let people make decisions at the lowest level. And I think that's one of the things that America, the American military has done very well over the, over uh, the last few years, few decades, is that we've lowered the decision-making process down to the lowest level. I always tell people, you know, and I've been in 45 countries on five continents, worked with a lot of different militaries throughout my career. And I, people would always ask me, so what makes America military different? And that was, and I was telling them that, that we have sergeants making decisions that in other people's armies, 
colonels make those decisions. And and I think, you know, you got to empower people. And if you empower people and give them the authority to get things done, then then you'll be shocked. And that's the first two steps. Listen to people and empower them. And you're uh, on your road to doing it. I love that. Like you said, instead of listening to respond in itself, because we think we we have, you know, we have a solution or we know what's best for that person or business, whatever it may be, but listening to relate and understand, get to what's really important to them, build that connection that, you know, get, build those values. That's what I heard from what you said. And yeah, and it's so true. So, well, so trust. True. I mean, when you start that communication and you start to actually listen to people, you start building that trust between you and, and your organization and the people in it. And let's face it, leadership is all about trust. It's all about people. Yeah. And if you don't believe leadership is about people, go do something else because you're not going to be a good leader because it is all about people. And I always tell people this. I said, look, leadership is leadership. doesn't matter where you learn it. doesn't matter where you practiced it. If you can lead people, you can lead any organization. And I kind of proved that. I, I, was, I was a combat arms officer in the United States Army, got paid to fight our nation's wars. When I retired, I was associate director of a food bank for 18 months. You don't get any different than that. That's a 180 <laughs> degree difference. And, you know, at the end of that 18 months, when I took over, we were handing out 1.2 million pounds of food a year. When I left, 18 months later, we were handing out 3.8 million pounds. Leadership is leadership. It's like you said, because it, it's the people. Like, instead of managing people, like, that's what micromanaging is. Like you were saying before, instead of managing people, manage systems, processes, and resources and lead by example from servant leadership and empower people to lead themselves. I agree. And that's what I heard from you. And I think that's so powerful because like you said, I mean, it, it just human psychology. We're just not, we, we're very defensive if somebody's telling us what to do instead of sharing and empowering you to decide you know what's the best situation what's be what's the best choice for you in this role now granted don't get me wrong i know there's some things especially in the army that could be life or death situations that there might be situations where that oh might, absolutely yeah but nonetheless overall that that people don't grow unless they learn from even if they make a mistake that's right you learn from the mistake to move forward otherwise they're always dependent on that person that that's calling the shots so well you know i i had a, a another boss who uh told me one day he said oak you know what if you didn't make a mistake today you probably didn't do anything he said i don't care that you made a mistake what i care about is what did you do after you made the mistake did you try to hide it did you try to blame somebody else or did you walk up to me and say hey boss i messed up today this and this is how we're going to fix it and and i've all and since that day when he told me that i've that's been my philosophy I don't care if you made a mistake. Nobody's perfect. I keep trying to convince my wife that I am, but she's not buying it. <laughs> no, I, I gave up that many years ago. <laughs> 35 years, you'd think I'd, I'd convinced her, but no, absolutely not. Um, we're, we're all going to make mistakes, and that's okay. You know, learn from them, but bring, you know, admit that you made a mistake. Let's fix it, and let's learn from it so we don't make the mistake again. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I think... That is sound advice at, you know, whatever, whatever organization, because like you said, when it, people are people, I mean, yeah, you might be doing, you might be in a certain industry, you might be in an education, you might, whatever, but it's, it comes down to it's, it's about people. It is. And absolutely. What are some of the things if you could share personally that, that you did to develop yourself into a servant leader that you can 
you know, empower people listening to decide, hey, what can I do now that I can either enhance, modify, change, that I can step into being a servant leader, regardless of what my title is right now? Yeah, absolutely. There's two things I tell young young men and women who are getting ready to go out and be leaders, because in my day job, that's what I do. I, I help produce second lieutenants for the United States Army. So I tell every one of them when they get ready to leave here, I tell them two things. Number one, every day go out and find one person in your organization and find out one new thing about them. Not about work, personal. Their spouse's name, their children's names, the sports their children's play in, hobbies they have, their likes, their dislikes, where they came from. Just find one thing every single day about one person in your organization you'll see that trust start to build. Now you're not, and you got to keep the boss worker relation. I got that. Yeah. But you, but if you start asking those types of questions, you'll see the trust start to grow exponentially between you and the people in your organization. And number two, I tell people, get out from behind your desk and lead by walking around. Just go find somebody and start talking to them where they work not in your office, go find where they're working, go talk to them, and you'll see a, a huge difference in their attitude. Hey, the boss came down to where I'm working and asked me some questions. You know, and, and I, I get, again, I had another boss who, who retired a three-star general, and he said to me, Oak, never turn down a chance to go get your own cup of coffee. He said, you do two things when you do that, no matter how high up in the organization you get. First, people realize that you're human, that <clears throat> they don't have to wait on you, that you can actually go get your own cup of coffee. And number two, you get to walk around and talk to people in route to the coffee pot. He said, and if you're lucky, there's a second way to go, two or three ways to get back to your office. And every day you go a different way. So you talk to different people every single day, going and coming to get your own cup of coffee. Yeah, you're approachable, right? Because a lot of That's times right. used to be like, oh, I can't, I can't go talk to him or her. You know, they're, they're that, I you know, so you're unapproachable, but here you're human. It doesn't matter what the title is yet. You know, I can be approached and you could talk about, you know, what's important in your role. What, what, what can we do to provide something that could help you to be, you know, leverage to make, to make your job easier, to make it better to, you know, exactly. cause again, they're the experts. They're the ones who are doing the job. You're not doing the job. You don't know what, what, little tiny th nuances that might be causing them to have problems or slow down the process or make it not quite as good as it could be. They do. And if you listen to them, they'll tell you. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. You know, it was so, so funny you, you, when you're talking about this, I remember I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were telling me from their experience that when they were working for uh, this one so-called leader at the time, this person never in one year had one conversation with that leader yeah. other than that towards the end of that year they, they there was an email sent from his assistant asking for something because normally he had to go through other people to get to that level yeah. there was no communication at That's all horrible. like what you talked about earlier and and then and then and this organization had a lot of hiccups and a lot of issues as it would and 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 all the finger pointing was going back to you know who the people right you know it's <laughs> no, that's horrible you know i always tell people that uh that if you want to be a leader you got to be able to talk to people and you got to be able to tell them what you expect i, I you know I, i'm a firm believer believer in get counseling people talking to people both good and bad 
you know, everybody wants to get that pat on the back. Hey, you did a great job. And we, you need to do that. But you also need to have the guts as a leader to walk up to somebody and look them in the eye and say, hey, you're not meeting the standard here. And here's why. And here's the difference between a leader and a boss. A boss then walks away and says, you're not meeting the standard and walks away and expects you to fix it. A leader says, you're not meeting the standard. Here's why. And here's how we're going to fix it. And you come up with a plan to get that person so that they are now going to meet the standard in a month, three months, six months, a year from now, whatever plan you come up with. And then you work with them to get them there because that person may not even know they weren't meeting the standard. They may be thinking they're giving you exactly what you're asking for. They don't know. You never told them. Yeah. Or, I mean, what if there's a personal issue? No, I mean, not that it's an excuse, but it's just reality. Human right. beings, they go through a divorce. They maybe had a loss in their family or they're something, they're off, you know, maybe their performance has been off, but, but it's not the person, perhaps. It's the situation that has to get addressed. The behavior has to get addressed or the lack of action or lack of performance. And a great leader, like you said, will step up and say, you know, not going to enable you, but we'll We'll call it out, but in a way, what can you and I do together right. by putting the, a plan together that we can address it? Yeah. At least you can relate and understand where I, they're at. Absolutely. And, and here's, here's the difference between a leader and a boss. A boss does both of them in public. A leader does the praise in public, but he does the counseling for not meeting the standard in private. Because uh, yeah. it's not anybody else's business. It's yeah. you talking to that person. Yeah, and I think... That approach, you know, puts people on the offense rather than the de defense, and they're they're not close because that's that natural, you know, human. You know, you're, you're going to resist. You feel like you know you're being talked to instead right. of that. This is for you, not to you. That I'm on your side. Let's let's figure a plan that you know that we can get around and make this better for you and better for the team, better Absolutely. for the organization. That's the goal in the end. And and the other part of that is I ne if I'm counseling somebody for not meeting standards, it's not in my office. It's somewhere neutral. It might be outside. It might be yeah. in their office or whatever, but it's not in my office. It's not me right. sitting here and them on the other side of my desk. So an environment that makes them feel like, again, more like, again, that you're you're able to get you know build that rapport make them feel comfortable in that absolutely environment that makes sense completely well look, we're, we're kind of running towards the end of uh, the end of the show here and you've shared so many valuable insights and we hope that the listeners you've taken notes we encourage you to listen to this show in its entirety but we would love for you listeners to get to know oak and by uh reaching out to him oak what is the best way people could reach out to, uh, to you and connect with you? And what you're, what are you up to or anything you'd like to provide the listeners yeah. and those listening later? Yeah, so I'm on, on all the social media platforms. I got LinkedIn, uh, which is probably the easiest way to, to connect with me. That's what I do most of my work in. But I have a, a professional Facebook. I have Twitter. I have Instagram, all those kinds of things. Twitter, I don't understand, but okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I have a website, and that's probably the easiest way. Uh, www.ltcoakmccullohmccullohoch.com, uh, and on there it has my email, it has my cell phone number. If you want to call me, if you want to text me, if you want to email me, whatever you want to do. And really, at this point, what I tell everybody, look, yeah, I got a book and I hope you buy my book. And I think it, you know, if you read the reviews, I think there's 174 reviews on Amazon. Um, you know, I, I think you, you'll see that it's worth reading. Um, but really, 
I, I want to get out and talk to as many people as I can. And I'm going around doing public speaking. Um, and I've got two uh, speaking engagements in September. I got another one in October um, doing, you know, ho hoping to get out and talk to as many people as I can. Uh, because what we are accepting as leadership today, what people call leadership is horrible. Uh, we got to get back to people taking care of people as leaders. That, that's what it's all about, at least in my opinion. Well, that's great, Oka. Well, we, we highly encourage anybody that who's listening, who is an event organizer, anybody involved in an industry uh, where you're looking for some quality, a quality speaker, quality content. This is an area that could apply to just about any industry. So we highly encourage oh, absolutely. you to reach out to, to uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Oak McCullough. Uh, again, he, he can deliver a lot of great value. Oak, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here today. We greatly appreciate you being here. And listeners, we thank you each and every week joining us here at Business Influencers. And again, we are committed to bringing in subject matter experts like Oaken each and every week. Again, if you have any, any feedback, anything that you're looking for in terms of content, again, reach out to us here at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd love to chat with you and talk to you and how this can move you and your personal success to the next level. Till then, everybody, we'll see you next week and have a great rest of your day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.